0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Atkinson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. I hope that when you finish listening to this podcast, you will consider going wherever you like to order books, Amazon, or HarperCollins, or any other place, and pre-order my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. It explains so many of the things that you're seeing in the news today, the misreporting, the bias, the sensationalism. So I hope you'll order Slanted for yourself or someone who cares about these issues today. In our podcast, Full Measure After Hours this week, I'm going to update what's going on in Puerto Rico after we obligated an unprecedented amount of taxpayer money for hurricane relief, but ended up with a lot of corruption and fraud arrests. And I haven't seen much other news coverage about all of this. So that's our subject today. If you watch my television program, Full Measure on Sundays or the replays at fullmeasure.newsonline anytime, you know that I've been to Puerto Rico a couple of times to cover some underreported stories. And one of them was the double hurricane disasters a couple of years ago, after which a record $91 billion in tax money was committed for recovery. Those hurricanes happened right after my first trip to Puerto Rico where I was covering their corruption scandal, the island was and is basically in a technical bankruptcy after many years of corruption and misspending. And they've been trying to pull out of that. Then they got hit by these terrible hurricanes. Uh, They needed a lot of relief money, but there were questions about how fast the relief was incoming. They needed it quickly, but on the other hand, with the history of fraud and corruption there, FEMA had to be careful not to throw money out the door too quickly without a lot of documentation. Um, You know, the way it works, we found after a hurricane, a lot of territories or states or places that need recovery money have to fund it up front themselves and are ultimately paid back with FEMA emergency funds. Puerto Rico was in a unique position because they were already technically in bankruptcy. They didn't have the money up front to spend to get them through those initial months or even that initial year until the money could come through from FEMA. And I visited the island about two years after the recovery money was committed and I found almost none of it had been spent on the people who needed it the most. Pretty shocking, really. And it was hard to get at the numbers. There has been a lot of misreporting on how much money was committed and spent. And that's what I really wanted to dig into. Let me review what I found on that visit before we update what's happened since with a lot of arrests. On my visit, I discovered that there were about 62,000 hurricane victims in Puerto Rico who had been denied emergency help for all kinds of technical reasons. For example, one woman we spoke to who lived in this dilapidated house, hard to even call it a house, that was flooded out, two stories tall, the bottom story still is of no use at all. The upper floor is partially livable but she was not able to get any sort of help because she does not own the house. And if you understand, as I came to understand how things work, especially in some of these rural areas of Puerto Rico, it's not like the rest of the United States where you can track down the landlord and their official contracts and the person who owns the house applies for the funds to fix it. It's just not like that. This is sort of an informal arrangement. The woman clearly lives in the house, the house clearly was destroyed by the flooding from the hurricanes, but she had no way to receive money or get any help to fix it because like a lot of people there, she doesn't own the building that she's in. Anyway, it was estimated of the money that they needed, $48 billion was going to come from US emergency recovery funds, 48 billion. 43 billion more had already been appropriated by Congress And it was estimated that altogether, the total recovery effort in Puerto Rico was gonna amount to about 91 billion U.S. tax dollars. And what I wanted to find out on my visit was how much of the 91 billion two years later they had actually received and what had they spent it on. Well, surprisingly, I found that of the 91 billion, the island had only received about 14 billion at the time, two years later. The biggest single chunk of that was $5 billion spent fixing the electric system, which was already failing before the hurricane, needed a complete revamping. And this will come into play in a minute when we talk about the corruption, that big chunk of money spent on the electric system. $20 billion of money was earmarked for housing and shelter under a category called community planning and development. Now, housing and shelter, that's probably the biggest single visible need when you go to Puerto Rico. But of the $20 billion that was set aside for that, two years later, I found that less than a million dollars had been paid out. Of the $20 billion, the exact amount, something around $913,000, that's it. And when I wanted to know why that was, I spoke to one of the top hurricane recovery officials there at the time, Omar Marrero, and he explained that a lot of people think that because all this money has been allocated that they're well off and they're handled. But then he went on to explain that that's wrong, that the money has been obligated but not actually gone out the door for many reasons, including the fact that there's a lot of requirements FEMA has before payouts go to contractors and governments, and the requirements are intended in part to make sure there isn't waste, fraud, and abuse, but it works as a double-edged sword. It protects against waste, fraud, and abuse, but at the same time delays the funding getting to the people. And while I was there, I got a tour of one of the schools that two years later had not had a single permanent repair. The kids were going to school in these buildings with pretty much dirt floors, leaks in the ceilings open to the sky, termites tunneling through the classroom on the walls. It rains inside when it rains. Mold uh, had not been remediated. They were painting over it in the cafeteria because they didn't have the money to actually do it properly. Well, the first hints of trouble when it comes to misspending of some of this hurricane relief money and official corruption, which continues to be a problem there and has for a long time. In fact, you may hear from people, you know, when I'm on social media and I was watching the news during the hurricanes, a lot of people implied it was very insulting to Puerto Ricans to talk about waste fraud and abuse and corruption. But it turned out to be the opposite case when I was in Puerto Rico. And Pretty much everybody I relied on for information and tours and data were Puerto Ricans who not only aren't offended by the talk about corruption, they're the ones talking about it. They dislike the fact that their government is known for this. The people don't want the money to be lost to waste, fraud, and abuse. And the first hints of problems with the hurricane money uh, came with an arrest about the time that I was visiting Puerto Rico, the arrest of a FEMA official an emergency management official for the U.S. government named Asha Tribble. She was once a Homeland Security Advisor under the Obama administration, by the way. And she was the lead person on getting Puerto Rico's electric grid fixed after the hurricanes. Remember I said that was the largest single chunk of money that had actually been spent, the $5 billion? Well, she was accused of taking bribes to steer a big chunk of that money, $1.8 billion, to a company called COBRA. We didn't know a whole lot about this case when it first happened, but for the latest episode of Full Measure here in Season 6, with help of my producer Daniel Steinberger, we got updates on this case and some additional cases that have happened. But first, remember I told you that two years later, a year ago, about $14 billion of the $91 billion had been received by the island so far, not very much? What's the updated amount? Only $17 billion of $91 billion the island needed. Only $17 billion has been received by the island so far. Not a lot in terms of the total need. So a little more information on that initial arrest I told you about of the FEMA official, Asha Tribble, who was accused of taking bribes to steer a contract to a company called Cobra. Well, Cobra's CEO at the time, Donald Keith Ellison was also arrested in this case, and so was a FEMA colleague of Tribble's, a woman named Jovanda Patterson, who got a job with COBRA. In other words, left FEMA and went to work for this company that got a $1.8 billion contract from FEMA. Prosecutors who built this case say that Ellison, the CEO of COBRA at the time, lavished Tribble, then the FEMA official, with bribes, ranging from a helicopter ride over Puerto Rico to airplane tickets to hotels where the two stayed together and supposedly help getting Tribble an apartment in New York. Well Tribble and Ellison have since pleaded not guilty and as of the time I'm recording this are awaiting trial. The other former FEMA employee Patterson pleaded guilty in March. An update on some brand new cases that have been built since our first report right after a short break. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The news as we once knew it no longer exists. It's become a product molded and shaped to suit the narrative. Facts that don't fit are omitted. Off-narrative people and views are controversialized or neatly deposited down the memory hole. Partisan pundits, analysts, and anonymous sources fill news space leaving little room for facts. I hope you'll pre-order my new book today, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. We're back. More updates concerning alleged corruption and fraud in Puerto Rico following their double hurricane disaster. Shortly before my visit there a year ago, the FBI had also arrested Puerto Rico's former education secretary, Julia Kelleher, and five other Puerto Rican officials and consultants. They're charged with stealing millions of dollars in federal funds through fraudulently obtained contracts. What's happened since then? Well, Kelleher, the former education secretary, and three of those charged have pleaded not guilty and, as I record this, are awaiting trial. Another official was added to the case and charged in August. His name is Anibal Hover, who headed Puerto Rico's Association of Certified Public Accountants. He denies wrongdoing, but two people charged in the case have pleaded guilty. Some more related arrests last November. A Puerto Rican senator named Abel Nazario Quiñones and seven others were indicted and arrested, charged with illegally using public funds to pay people working for Nazario Quiñones' Senate campaign. All of them pleaded not guilty, but by the way, it was Quiñones' second corruption-related arrest and charge in 14 months. He was found guilty of some charges in his first case. And then also in August, two members of the Puerto Rico House of Representatives were charged in separate cases of theft, bribery, and kickback conspiracies. Both of them have pleaded not guilty. And then Puerto Rico's governor, Wanda Vasquez, and some other officials are now said to be formal targets of a special independent prosecutors panel over allegations that they mismanaged supplies following an earthquake that hit Puerto Rico in January. However, the governor has publicly said that she has nothing to fear in this investigation. So I guess you can see how, on the one hand, a lot of people want to be sure that a lot of money gets to Puerto Rico and the Puerto Ricans who need it after they have these natural disasters, but on the other hand, their track record of corruption and fraud and theft is so long-standing and well-known and continuing even today that it makes it hard to uh, distribute that money with full confidence. You can watch the video version of this story on full measure Sunday, September 20th. You can find out the list of TV stations by going to CherylAckison.com and clicking the Full Measure tab, but you can also watch it anytime if you miss it on TV at fullmeasure.news online. You can even see our program live at 9.30 Eastern Time on Sundays at fullmeasure.news. What else do we have coming up this Sunday? Well, a fascinating piece about the millions of Americans, I didn't realize there were so many, who have no access to basic high-speed internet where they can conduct their business or do their studies or have Zoom conferences. And for a lot of years, the government has been pledging money, our U.S. taxpayer money, to try to help wire up some of these areas that don't have internet because it doesn't pay from these large company standpoints uh, to bring the internet service out to some of these rural areas because they will never make enough money back. To pay the cost of stringing the lines out there, and the homeowners can't afford the cost individually. So, government money has been put toward that end. You might be surprised to hear that when I asked the FCC, the chairman Ajit Pai, how we know in the past how these big companies like Verizon spent these taxpayer billions, how many people were wired up with high speed internet. It turns out, he says, there was really no way to get accountability. Nobody was requiring them to report the follow through on how many people got wired up with the money that was spent, how fast was their service. Well, more money is going out the door now for this purpose, but there are new accountability rules that are going with these billions of dollars, where the companies that get them and sometimes small co-ops that are now in the mix will be allowed to get the funding, they will have to show who they wired up when and how, and they'll have to prove that the Internet is working at a certain speed or a certain rate, or these people will be investigated and maybe even have to pay the money back. So that's our cover story on September 20th on Full Measure. And also Scott Thuman has a fascinating story that looks at the future of flying, really. One of the things that has probably changed in some ways forever since coronavirus A lot of people have a fear of flying. They're wondering if it's safe to be on a crowded plane in an enclosed space with other passengers. And Scott tells us what airlines are doing to try to bring confidence back among the flying public. That's also Sunday on full measure. As always, thank you for your interest and support as we effort original, investigative, and off-narrative stories that a lot of the media does not spend time covering. Do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you will consider subscribing to Full Measure After Hours, leave a positive review and share it with your friends. Also, check out the Cheryl Akison podcast, my other podcast, and all of the Just the News podcasts wherever you like to listen. Pre-order Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. If you'd like to buy this for yourself or as a holiday gift for someone who cares about these topics, I'm happy to send you a free signed bookplate sticker. You can get it by emailing me your request after you pre-order to info at cherylackison.com. Be sure to include your snail mail address and who you want the book plate signed to, or I won't know where to send them. You can also go to cherylackison.com and look under the full measure tab to find out where to watch full measure on a television station near you or on our app stir or live or replay online at fullmeasure.news do your own research make up your own mind think for yourself